The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome everyone back to Answers for Elders Radio. And I'm here back with Kelly Smith. Kelly, welcome back. Thank you so much for having us. You are so wonderful. Well, we love you, and we certainly love your concept of what you do for Alzheimer's. And I really wanted to take this segment. We talked a little bit about the Alzheimer's walk. I want to take this segment and talk about just zero in on the cottages. Okay. Because you have such a unique, wonderful concept. Thank you. We're very proud of them. Yeah. Tell me, tell us a little bit about the cottages. <laughs> the cottage footprint, the very first cottages that Care Partners owned was the cottages of Mill Creek. Mm-hmm. And you learn as you go. So mm-hmm. then we got to build Marysville. And Marysville, we said, you know what? We need an outside area. You know, for the residents to be outside. And it was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. So every time we build one, we learn. And mm-hmm. we make them better and better and I better like every that. time. And now we have seven communities um, that awesome. all cater to um, folks with suffering from different forms of dementia. Mm-hmm. And we are uh, considered a specialty community. And the footprint of the cottage is perfect. Residents can visit the cottage next door. Perfect. They can be outside. So they don't feel like they're restricted. No, they they're not feel- restricted. <clears throat> it's not a hospital. It's not a nursing mm-hmm. home. They don't feel like they're somewhere uh, that's more, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, confined. Uh, confined, confined and medical. Yeah. yeah. No. They're still getting the care they need, but they can still feel like they're adults. We've got to treat these people like they're still what they are. Absolutely. You know, they're still grown-ups that, that deserve that respect and that dignity. And nobody wants to have somebody following them around 24 hours no. a day. You know, drive me nuts. Um, so, again, it's that opportunity for them to be themselves, uh, make new friends, have things to look forward to, mm-hmm. and also have activities and things set up that actually help them feel successful. In a lot of True. memory care communities, what these folks don't need, yeah, the music's great. Having musical guests come in is wonderful. But what they need is to feel needed. So maybe they help us set the table. Maybe we we give them little chores to do around there that um, are important to them, that make them feel like they're part of a community. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, you know, when it's Christmas time, they get to help decorate the tree. They get to do things. So it's a a home environment. Bacon cookies, exactly. And, you know, the thing that I love about that, I, I love that about that, because, you know, I look back at my mom. When I took care of my mother, of course, I didn't. I did so many things wrong. <laughs> I didn't, hey, hello, right here. <laughs> but I thought for sure she would do. I, I was devastated when she had to move from assisted living to skilled nursing. Yeah. Uh, to me, that was like the death sentence to her, and I was so upset. And and I remember that feeling of, oh my God, she's going to just be so depressed there. Do you know what? I was so wrong because she got to feel needed. She felt like she was the low one on the rung, you know, when it came to assisted living because she couldn't hear right. She couldn't. And she so she felt like she was had the least amount of skill set. And, you know, but when we moved her to skilled nursing, she was helping other people. There you go. She felt like she was needed, that she could take care of people. And she loved it. And she loved the extra amount of detention that she got, which was I thought was really interesting because, again, we as a, a adult child may think, oh, well, this is what mama wants. She'll want the real big fancy schmancy uh, place that's like a cruise ship, you yep. know? Nope. Nope. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Sometimes what, what you have to do, we ask families a lot of questions about their loved one. Yeah. And it's not just about care. Right. We're all licensed the same, mm-hmm. right? So, yes, we have an obligation to keep mom dry, keep mom clean, make sure meds are on time. She's eating healthy food. Um, yeah, we have an obligation there. Mm-hmm. However, there's more to a person than whether or not they're clean whether or not they're dry. Mm-hmm. So what we try to do is figure out ways that we can nurture that soul of that individual. And so we ask people a lot of questions about their mom or dad, grandma, grandpa. Well, mm-hmm. tell me who they are. And I want to know who they are because dementia is what they have. It's not who they are. Mm-hmm. So who are they? And the more we know, the more we can get them acclimated, but also give them a good quality of life. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's it. It's about quality. There you go. It's about having that ability that they feel like I belong here. Yep. And that's home. Like we talked about in our previous segment, you know, it's finding that connection. So when you do that, you, I've heard, what do you, how do you bring that process in? You, you ask them about their life story. Yeah. We have uh, paperwork that they take home if they decide on our communities. We've got some things we have them fill out. Okay. Every community is going to have paperwork. Right. But the thing that we do during the interview process is they're telling us about their loved one and what mom's doing now we get it we do that all day right your mom's unique tell me mm-hmm. about your mom i want to know was, was she a social person in the past because if she wasn't she's probably not going to be real social now how do we how do we work with that um did mom and dad travel did she work outside the home if so what did she do how many siblings do you have i i also mm-hmm. want to know when did she lose her husband uh, if he's gone, uh, are there triggers that upset her? How do we how do we avoid those? But also, what do we do to to help her feel better when those triggers do happen? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's the whole person, not just right. the happy stuff, but also the sad stuff. Absolutely. How do you know what you need to know to make sure? Again, like you said, their dignity is intact, their quality of life is the mm-hmm. best it can be. Well, and I think one of the things that you're talking about is what's their highest values. Yeah, you know what's most important to them. Yeah, if if they are. You know, somebody that has always cared about certain causes or certain things that they're passionate about. Yeah. Those, you want to make sure that they have some sort of presence of Well, that. exactly. It's like if you ever develop dementia and I get the privilege of helping you out, one of the things I want to do is make sure that we keep you involved with the Orca Conservatory mm-hmm. because we know that's important to you. Mm-hmm. It's those little things. Right? right, right. So we are talking again to Kelly Smith, who's the Vice President of Sales of Care Partners Living. And Kelly, tell us about your locations of your cottages. We have cottages in Marysville, Mill Creek, Renton, Edgewood, uh, Puyallup. Is coming. Uh-huh. Uh, Covington is coming. Uh, University Place Amazing. and Lacey. And we're and also building a brand Renton. new one in Spokane. Renton is gorgeous. That's our latest one. If you get a chance to see it, you'll be impressed. We're very excited. And certainly, um, you know, take just if you have a loved one that's been diagnosed with, with Alzheimer's or dementia, it's not too soon to start looking for that future of where they want to be because make the decision early. One one of the things I think that's really you talked to us about is sit down with your loved one if, yeah. when they first been diagnosed and say you know there probably is going to come a time when you're going to need care yeah. that more care than I can give you so let's make a plan so that you are part of that today of where do you want to be what what do you want to do and take a look at what the options are and I think that's something that I think is so valuable it may be years down the road but at least 
we know what the direction and, and is. And again, we're not going to see everybody. No. The majority of folks with dementia will stay home with their loved one because mm-hmm. they'll be okay in that environment. But again, if you're the one taking care of your loved one, find out now what's important to them. Right. Uh, again, knowing things about your friends is one thing. Knowing things about your mom is very different. And sometimes parents don't want to talk to their grown children about their preferences because they're afraid if you say it out loud, it's going to happen. That's not true. true. But I want to know. I want to know what's important to you. Well, and you don't want to burden your kids. You know, like so mom or dad, even though if they might have memory issues or something like that, they still they don't realize to the degree of what memory issues that they do have. And their number one thing is I don't want to burden my kids. You know, I'm sure that that's the story. We hear it all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. But again, not <clears throat> burdening, burdening your children can also be where you actually are honest with them about what your desires Correct. are. Correct. Because the biggest burden I see children have isn't taking care of their loved one. Mm-hmm. It's the worry of taking care of them wrong. Amen on that one. Amen. So all of your cottages, I know that you have like a maximum of only like 60 residents. That's or the biggest. That's the biggest community yeah. we have. The smallest one is... Uh, 40 for our cottages and the smallest footprint for memory care in our communities is 28, I believe. That, and the, see, that's amazing because yeah. you really have an intimate home environment. Exactly. Each little cottage only houses so many people. Mm-hmm. So again, it's them getting the opportunity to participate in family-like meals, outside activities, um, things like that that bring them back to where they felt safe. Mm-hmm. And that smaller environment, rather than feeling like you're in this big home care, you know, a care home is helping them feel safe. It's that it's a smaller smaller environment. environment. They can negotiate those easier. They can learn Mm -hmm. their way around. Mm -hmm. It becomes home faster. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a reason that they're built the way they are. It's it's a proven fact that smaller environments actually help them be more successful. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, you guys are growing like crazy. You've got two communities going on in, um, in Pierce County. Yep. And then I got on your website last night and I see you knew now have a I didn't know you had a property in Spokane. Yes, too. and we're building a memory care over there. <gasps> Maplewood Gardens is ours over there and it's a beautiful community right there on Gonzaga. That is property. so yeah. awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah, I we had love no it. idea. I they're no they're idea. awesome. Great, great people. <laughs> so in in closing, we what is like when is the right time to start looking for a place? Uh, to be honest with you, the minute mom's been diagnosed I think that's the time to sit down and talk to her about her wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, if she says, please don't ever put me in a home, don't do it. Find home care that works. And there's plenty of places. And I think you've got some of them listed on your website. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we tell families is just because you're looking doesn't mean you're moving, mom. Right. All you're doing is gathering information for when the time comes that you feel she would be better served sure. in a community surrounded by trained professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and again, the other thing we tell families to look at is the financial piece to make sure it's something that can be uh, sustained mm-hmm. without without breaking everybody in the family, yeah. you know, financially. So, um, but just getting information doesn't mean you're moving. It means you're right. just learning, right? And you know, the cost of Alzheimer's care or any kind of health care is just crazy. Oh, it's nuts. So, one of the things that it, with this advanced planning is to understand that piece, to understand that you're going to have to probably private pay no matter what you're doing if you're going to go into a care situation for a good you know, year to two years, right? Would you say? Yeah, some of them could even be longer. Mm -hmm. But again, that's a question families have to ask. Right. Find out about that financial piece and make sure that anything that they say about that is in writing. Perfect. So Kelly, how do we reach you? You can check us out at carepartnersliving.com and uh, check out the, the, the virtual tours and 
and the different communities. And if you have any questions, there's there's a way to contact us online. Perfect. Thanks so much again for all Thank you, you do. for having us. Thank you. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.